Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to another week of the NRL Supercoach Tour Draft Waiver Wire podcast. Chris is back from the love boat. He's um, been out there in the ocean having a good time, mate. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Yeah, mate. Well, you'll uh, if people are listening closely, they'll see they'll hear that I've got a head cold from uh, biting a little bit too hard and possibly you know kissing too many girls. So uh, disgraceful form by me, but uh, I am back and keen to get stuck in. Disgraceful form is kind of really. You bit your mo, isn't it? Like, I heard the only reason you're back is because the mass finale is on tonight. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I can safely say I've never actually. I think you're referring to something. Is it what match? Match is that wedding show? <laughs> yeah, that would be the one. That would be the uh, one. Not really a popular culture bloke, mate. Don't watch a lot of television, to be honest. But uh, I'm currently rewatching some Game of Thrones, so just getting ready for the new season. Yeah, how good's that going to be? Bloody hell. Good good areas, good areas. A little pumped, a little pumped, to be honest. So, I also found out Stranger Things is out in July, I believe. So, it's a bloody, bloody good year for television. Yeah, it's going to be going to be a good one. Going to be a good one. Well, mate, how'd you, go on your, how'd you go on the league this week? I know you are, you know, you weren't here last week. I flew solo. Um, you know, there was a couple of times where, you know, I, I kind of wished I had someone to, um, to turn to. There was a few questions that I... Um, was meaning to ask you, but obviously you weren't there. So it's good to kind of have you back. But, yeah, just let us know how you went. Good to be missed, mate. Good to be missed. I, uh, you know, the flight solo, we missed you, boy. I like it. Well, mate, I, I finally got off the Schneider. It's been a rough start with injuries for me to begin the year. So I, I am um, one of the Tommy Turbo owners, as our listeners remember from our preseason uh, podcast. Um, yeah, so to see him come back with a bang, mate, uh, that's what you get him. That's what you draft him second overall for. Um your boy Teddy obviously had a big week as well as your first overall draft pick. So I think that really just goes back to why you and I took both those fullbacks ahead of Cook. Um, and it was good to see I had Hodgson score me a 60 as well. So feeling a bit better about that decision to go them one and three. And uh, yeah, starting to at least get the, the cattle out there. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, I believe, at least is on extended bench as well. So they're starting to come back. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like you definitely got the uh, raw end of the deal. After the draft, just some of the team team sheets and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, you've done well to, to rebound and get a win up on the board. So, you know, it's good to good to have you back into it and back in back into the, the winners column. Um, I myself also had a win, like you like you touched on with, with Teddy. Uh, if you only the Tedesco or or Tommy Turbo, you, you pretty much won last week unless you're in into um to each other or, or the DCE owner was pretty much the. The, the cruel end of the stick there, but um, yeah, good to have good to have a win and 
sitting pretty at, uh, at two and one. So looking forward to looking forward to next week. All right. Um, so obviously the purpose for the show is to go through all the waiver targets for round four of the coach season. I, I'm going to put it out there, mate. This is probably shaping to be one of the most exciting weeks on waivers we've had in quite some time. Is it what, mate? I was trying, I had a quick look at the sides uh, today, and there are some uh, some genuine options this week, and we don't get heaps of these uh, for regular draft listeners, so it's going to be quite interesting to see how we, we rank them respectively. Yeah, uh, it's going to be good. So what we might do is we'll just go kind of game by game um, and give our give our thoughts on each each player as we go, and then as per normal, we'll kind of sum it up with uh, our overall list, and then we've also got some questions there. That have come through on Twitter over the last couple of hours, so we'll go through those as well and answer, answer some listener questions. So let's get into the Thursday night game first, which is the Roosters at home to the Broncos. Um, now for the Roosters, obviously Jake Friend's out, but Cooper Cronk has returned, so that means that Kiri's back in the six. Uh, but a bit of a shake-up with the Chooks team. Obviously, Bradley has moved to nine to take over from Friend, and there's been word around that he... Um, he being Trent Robinson wants Radley to play close to 80 minutes in that role, which would be, I don't know, I'm not sure how I'd rate that for Radley's value. He's been a bit of a disappointment, don't you think? He has been. I had a good look at him. I've, I'm going to believe now with a starting role. I mean, Jake Friend, we think, what, two, two weeks-ish, but obviously had a bit of a recurrence of an injury, I believe. So, uh you may maybe a few weeks in that role. I'm going to have him as a waiver pickup, um, especially for those you know. Obviously, he's got the two RFN hooker eligibility. Uh, I'm going to think with 80 minutes that he's the boy's got a chance to do something. I think that's his sort of appeal for mind. So he's kind of a low end pickup starter. Yeah, he's a real upside play hooker spot, isn't he? He is, um, and you know it versus some of those sort of scummer 40 average uh, 2RFs, he's probably not the worst plug-and-play option as well. Yeah. So you'd have him as well, a low-end low claim then? Mid to low claim, depending on need. Um, I mean, if, you, if you've got Jake Friend or even Isaac Luke uh, potentially as a starter in some leagues, maybe he's a decent option. Um, hopefully, you know, you weren't starting Pete's or you picked up Rain already from last week. But, um, yeah, I, I'm okay with him as a pick-up. Yeah, that sounds all right. I'm not not overly opposed to it. I just kind of expected more out of him, given the minutes. I think he scored a try last week and only got into the 60s. Mm. Um, well, I'm, I'm sure he probably updated something some in some way, shape, or form off of that score. Uh, let me see what he finished on here. Yeah, he finished on 61 in 54 minutes, and that did include a line break try. So not, not amazing base from Victor Radley, but as you say, he's... You got him there for the upside and the chance that he does something. Yeah, for he, you kind of got him as like a thirty-five with eighty minutes. He's like a a thirty-five to pretty high upside guy. So you just got to be you, you're gonna have to expect potentially a low floor if it doesn't click for him. Well, mate. Um, also, as per as per seems to be normal on these team lists at the moment is Mitchell Orbison's in the number twelve jersey, which has Angus Crichton pushed back to the bench. Isaac Liu starting at lock. What do you make of that? Like, can you can you buy into it much at all? Because I think I've seen it change. Brighton started started last week, didn't he? So he did. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to know. All we know is that the you know he does injury. He likes Orbo. We we know this. So is it guaranteed that Crichton comes in? No. Is it likely? Yes. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, if it's the team list that can get you across the line on a nice little sneaky buy low on Crichton, I'd go for it. But I kind of think unless unless there's a late laid out with Kronk, which would then push Luttrell into six, Kiri into seven, and then Orbison out wide, I that's the only way I see uh, Crichton getting the last minute start. Otherwise, wouldn't they just name him there? Yep. Uh, on to the Broncos. So your mate Jimmy the Jet gone. Bit of a shame. He's looked good. He's looked very dangerous to start the year. So, but he's gonna, you know, when he got back injuries, that's where the legs start to, you know, go on you as well. So, not not a real surprise that he's out. Um, do we know the extent of that Achilles injury? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I think, um, well, from seeing Darius Boyd on the news before, they did say that. He was um, just kind of managing it, giving it a, ch- a chance to heal. Mm-hmm. I think he probably he probably could play with it, but I think when if you watched him the other night, he he looked absolutely destroyed, and that was just after printing kind of eighty meters to score. He was not in a good way. Yeah, he's got to rest up that back because obviously that'll you know as I said before, it's going to lead to leg injuries. So probably not the worst thing. If for James Robertson, obviously you're pissed he's not there because he's been in great form, but you know. It could be a good thing for him to get rested for a couple of weeks, maybe, and, and come back. Um, so, Katoni Staggs, talented young player, definitely. Uh, are you interested in him at all? Look, he's. If it was a different, I, I do really, really like Staggs as a player, and I think mm. anytime he gets a, gets a spot in the centres there, in place of either Roberts or Bird, uh, in any given week, he's going to be a, a hot name on people's list to pick up and play. In this matchup, though, against the Roosters away, as a probably only one-week starter, mm. I think it's probably a bit rich to be spending a waiver. Yep. In saying that, you're probably going to have to spend one if you want to get him because I think he's going to he's kind of got that that kind of hype around Tony Staggs because he is a gun. Yeah, he's an X Factor Super Coach player. Like he looks dangerous every time he touches the pill. So, I reckon the other look. The best case scenario there is that um, Jimmy the Jet gets rested for two to three. Like you, you, you know what I mean. Like if if Roberts has got a lingering back injury and Achilles, and they just say, you know what, we want you. He's likely going to be an Origin player. All those things, you know, give Katoni a few a few weeks in the side. Um, then you'd say he justified a low end waiver claim. Yeah. I think it, like that's what makes it difficult is that you obviously you're not going to know that tonight mm. when you put your claims in. I think if you're a low end claim, you might you might give him a crack if you're in the need of a CTW this week. You're not going to play him in the second row in all likelihood, but no, if you're chasing upside, I mean, I get it. But yeah, I think for mine, he's probably a, I'll put him down as a free agent pickup. Not a, I, I wouldn't go away if I put it that way. No, nah, like a, a nine a nine plus for me. I could if someone's in nine or ten, I, I'm okay with it. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Like if someone like yourself, who is the Jimmy the Jet owner, hmm. if you had a low end claim, anything from kind of six onwards, hmm. as the Jimmy the Jet owner handcuffing him with stags, I get that and I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah, not not a bad handcuff at all when you know the replacement, you know, could be as good. Uh, I think that's fine. Um, that's pretty much it in terms of waivers for the Broncos. It is a bit of a Bit of a blow to David Fafida just to see him push back to the bench. And Almost. I think we could see it coming, though. I don't think that's that much of a shock, really. Yeah, pro- probably not. Well, I don't know. I, I, I kind of liked David Fafida. I, I thought he looked good. 
Yeah, no, nothing wrong with him as a player. Just just a young fella. When you knew that Pangai was going to be deserving all minutes as, as he was going forward with Lodge returning, I just thought that was a fair chance this was the rotation we would see, um, with Gillett eventually going back to an edge where he belongs. So do you see Gillett being an 80-minute player in this rotation? Eventually. Um, I still think you might. The problem is trying to sell... Look, the buy-low will probably come next week. And what I mean by that is I think Gillett may still not play 80 and his output, if he doesn't hit any attacking stats, he'll probably only score about 40. If that happens, I think there's a chance of a buy-low next week because I think this week an owner will look at it and go, oh, sweet, he's back to an edge, could play 80. I want you to pay full price. Yeah, I get that. But will he get 80 this week? Because if he comes out and just gets 80 this week and bases pretty well, then... You kind of missed the boat, haven't you? Oh, I'm not saying don't have a crack. 100%. But if you, if someone is just, you know, is low on Gillard of how he's looked so far with limited minutes and what have you, absolutely go for it. I think he's a great buy low. I just think almost to lock in that buy low, we almost need another bad week from him not scoring many on an edge. And then you'll be, you know, you'll be able to get him for cheapest chips. Yeah. Uh, okay. Look, it has to be mentioned. He's a no from me, just given his history in the ma- and also the matchup. But Darius Boyd, he's performed pretty well, surprisingly, for Supercoach. That's it. That sums it up, yeah. <laughs> Is that the end going <laughs> over the tyres, or what's that? I just, I can't. Look, let's revisit this in three weeks. If he manages to score well here, backs it up against some weaker opposition, fine. But I just, that's not an option for mine. Yeah. All right, next game of the round in, wow, this is a, a loaded game for waiver waiver claims. Uh, Warriors at home to the Titans. Now the Warriors. <laughs> uh, let's let's just get straight to it. Look, Adam Kieran, what what's he done? <laughs> <laughs> I think that is so harsh. That is like, uh, oh, that, let's let's go back to who their coach is, mate. And I've been very vocal on this for many years now. Nothing against the bloke personally, but I just don't rate. I don't rate our managers aside. Uh, this is a this is a bad team, man. I don't know why you would rest a guy or drop a guy who is potentially a future guy for you when you're in a rebuilding season. That's just insane to me. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. I, I kind of do. I do feel really sorry for Kieran owners, people who actually have him and have been relying on him because he's not the first guy that deserved to get dropped in this team. Look, oh, no. I I love saying Solomon Qatar, but he has not, not been performing very well in real life. It would be it'd be a stretch to say he's a first grader at the moment. Yeah. All right, so so CHT then, Chanel Harris-DeVita. Rest of season outlook. <laughs> no, nah, just... Not not yet. If you want a free agent stash him, by all means, but no. I don't think... Yes, it's probably pretty good. I think that's the other thing for Kieran owners. As a goal kicker in this matchup, you'd think this is a red-hot chance. Like, this Warriors side could have put on points this week. Yeah, they could have. I and mean, this is a, a game that the Warriors should win based on the fact that it's in New Zealand. Yeah, that's the only really decisive factor. Uh, look, I season-long, I'm not too excited about many of the Warriors. Yeah. I understand it. Like they're other than other than obviously Roger, Fosakua, Hiku, Kata, Mamalo, Blake Green, and, and now Harris Davida. Like Mamalo has been good, pretty good for fantasy the first few weeks. But if you if you watched Mamalo's career to date and follow him in Supercoach, you, you know that that's not going to last. I mean, look at their depth, mate. You got Gerard Beale and Blake Ashford are still making a reserve NRL 
bench. That mm. sort of says it paints a picture for mine. Yeah, I mean, those two guys should be over in the UK probably if they wanted to. Yeah. But, okay, so, so you're not going to waive a Harris DeVita? Because no. I, I, I think I probably would. I think I probably would. Okay. As a, as a low end claim, just. Just in case, I mean, you're not gonna. What do you got to lose, really? Just, just in case. Look, I, I'm a. I'm, I'm essentially when I say waiver, a nine or a ten plus, whatever. That's fine. But um, I just, and it's probably, it's probably worth mentioning if you do own any of these backline guys, it's, it's probably a matchup you start them in as a four CTW, like Fuzutua, Hiku, Kata, Mamalo. I have no problem with that. Um, probably for mine from this side, Lisa Armel will start. Yep. I like it. Really? I like just I, I like Lisa. Lisa he's, he's a good churner. There's a chance that the, you know potentially he's earned a few more minutes by looking like the only decent forward for a while. Um, yeah, he's a guy. If you ever got 50 minutes, you'd be loving it. So that rotation then. So Tohu Harris and Papali'i will get 80. In so Papali'i is locked into that 80 minute role now, as far as we know. Yeah, look, I'd, I'd be, if he was out on waivers, I'd be wavering Isaiah if, if he's out there because I, I think he's he's w- built his way back to where he was pre-season. He's played 80 minutes last week, so I reckon he's back. Yeah, I think you're right too. Um, so what does that mean for Adam Blair and then both the front rowers in Parsi and uh, and Armour? They play a lot of – it is a lot of rotations in the minutes there. I'm just looking at the minutes now for Armour. So that's at 41 I mean, whether it matters whether he starts or not, I don't know. It's just whenever you see a guy from the bench potentially, you know, goes to the starting lineup, you like to be optimistic and think, okay, it could grow potentially five minutes, which makes Armour, uh, you know, potentially an option there. Um, Not, not, you know, am I bending over backwards to waiver claim him? No, but I think you can start Armour this week as a low-end front rower if you need to. Yeah, look, he'll probably do a job for you. He'll probably do a job. I, um, how long, you got Isaac Luke, don't you, now, Luke? Yeah, I do have Isaac Luke. Very disappointing. You know, looked good at the start of the game last week. Uh, it's a hamstring strain. I think you still stash him. Yeah, I'm just sort of looking over Carl Lawton. He's he showed promise in the couple of games he's played. He's not he's not someone that you'd be wavering. He's a free agent only, given that Luke and also Nathaniel Roach are both above him in the pecking order. But the fact that he's kind of being thrust into that position, I think you'll get Isaac Luke minutes. I think that rotation doesn't change. I still think. Tavanga comes on sort of 25 to 30 minutes into the match, plays lock for the for the start and then pushes into hooker once, you know, it's kind of 60 minutes into the match when they want to give Lawton a spell. Mm-hmm. Right, don't hate him as a as a sneaky player at hooker. He's, he's shown upside and this is a matchup to do it. So I'll put him down for a free agent pickup, Carl Lawton. There you go. Big one. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you tell you tell everyone to make sure they're sitting down when you announce that one. <laughs> yeah, sit down while I tell you to go and free agent this guy. <laughs> um, on to the Titans. Now, the, your best your best friend, Tyron Roberts, is back. You must be excited. Mate, very excited. Not excited that obviously I had to drop him due to many other injuries. It's about the fifth injury, I think, in a cup, first couple of weeks. But, uh, you know... It's a good matchup for him to come back into, and I still think his uh, play style really loans itself, uh, leans itself to being a, you know, a decent super coach option. So, is he waverable? Nope. No. Probably he's not. not. He's um, not. He's not. 
He's not. You can't go that far. But I've just, you know, when you have your players that you just think, uh, you know, if I had to play him in a pinch, I'm fine with it, especially in this matchup. I was really keen to see where you were going to go with that. You kind nah, of put I... yourself into the corner of, well, is he a waiver claim? And I'm just thinking, don't, don't dare say it, mate. Nah, no, 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 no. I, I don't. As you know, mate, I, I, I tend to play with my head, not my heart, with with Supercoach and. Hart says, first re- <laughs> dispense with the first overall waiver claim. The uh, the head says no. So yeah. I think he's very much free agent pick-upable, though, 100%. I'd be all about that. Yeah. Um, also, Ash Taylor returns, which is interesting. He He's probably going to be up there in quite a few leagues. I, I don't know what to make of Ash Taylor. Is it, the, is it the breakout year that he kind of needs to have? If so, then you want to have him in your team. But no goal-kicking. It's pretty much locked in. Michael Gordon's clearly number one choice, and then Tyron Roberts back now renders Taylor to at best number three choice. So there, therefore, I'm not really that keen on him. Uh, Mitch Rain is interesting though. Like he was probably going to have been free agent pick up, free agent added in a lot of leagues when the news came out about Pete's because um, waivers weren't running at the time, but. There's probably going to be a handful of leagues out there where Mitch Rain didn't get picked up and he is out on waivers. How high are you on Mitch Rain rest of season? He's a waiver claim uh, on the basis that he is. Uh, he's sort of got a bit of a knack for attacking stats. Like, he loves that goal line plunge. So I, I'm i okay with him because he'll play 80 minutes, obviously, looking at that bench. Um, I, I Brimson doesn't spell him in that side, does he? No, the only thing that worries me is Brimson going to six and then Tyrone going to spell him. Oh, Jesus. Do you think Tyrone, with his injuries record, is good enough to defend at hooker for any period of time? It'd be a bold play. It would be pretty pretty bold, but he, he's filled in a hooker before. True. At, at the Knights, and he's probably done it at the Titans from time to time. Um, obviously not as often as he did at Newcastle, but he's not. it's not out of the realm of possibility that that's what happens. But, yeah, I, I'd say it's much more likely that Rain just keeps getting keeps getting 80. Brimson's just... Yeah. Yeah, very close to eighty anyway. So I think it probably it's somewhere between seventy eighty minutes. So I think, I think I I'm fine with a waiver claim for Mitrone. Yeah, and the Cardi party. What do, you, <laughs> what do you make of him? So eighty minutes looked okay, I guess. Uh, I've got to have him as a waiver claim just on the basis that if he you know if it clicks for him, it'll work. He's going to be in a side that'll be struggling, so he's going to flick the ball around and do that, you know, coach killer stuff that he does until he gets dropped again. Sure, waiver claim him, ride it out till he gets dropped. Yeah, look, he's that's exactly that's exactly right. When you watch him play, he just he's all about the flair, and it's it's just a matter of time, isn't it, until he until he throws a stupid offload or does something that he shouldn't. Do. And and combines that with some arm grabbing, which he's just unbelievably good at. So yeah, yeah. I, that's not to say I don't. He because of his potential, and if he's going to actually get eighty minutes, which he probably will, uh, with Ryan James moving back into the number ten, I yeah, I, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So what they've got two forward, front row forwards in Footawaker and Boyd. Mm. And then you've got Hipgrave, the loose cannon, and. <laughs> Like, Try, tried to deny him a try last week by hitting <laughs> hitting Cook just just early enough. Like by oh boy, that hard in mouth stuff for the coach there. Oh yeah, but that Hipgrave, he comes and spells Arrow and plays. Lock. He does. 
He does, yeah. Um, I don't know. See what happens with, with the Cardi. Um, okay, let's go into the Penny Panthers. So the big news out of the Penrith is really the fact that Cleary didn't kick last week. Yeah, carrying carrying an injury or something, I believe. So he uh, just to you know minimise the risk. So looking like a very much an early season bust, uh, but a lot of time left. I'm sure he'll have some good games. But just with that Panthers preseason and and no Tyrone Peachy there, they are looking looking rough. They are. They they're really feeling the pinch, aren't they? I mean, obviously they've missed some cattle with with Yo being in and out of the team. Obviously, Kikau returns this week, which is good for Kikau owners, but they've. Like you said, they they let go Peachy, they let go um, Corey Harawira Naira. Like they, spark off the bench. Yeah, like the, both of those guys are legit good first graders who add, who add punch, don't they? There, they are. And and you look at this bench this week, Frank Winterstein or Frankenstein, as we affectionately know him. You know, not really someone that's going to inspire the troops. So I just, uh, it's just not as good a looking. If they don't have the depth they've had in previous years, and. I, you know, with guys that aren't in form currently um, in, in Mansour, like the whole back line is just ice cold. Mm. You know, Farah is a, a good, fantastic defensive centre, hasn't got a lot of spark. It's just, it's not that good a side. It really, that's the truth. Yeah, it's crazy how you can take those couple of guys out and it changes it. Like, Dylan Edwards is a is an interesting player for Supercoach because in, in real life, I mean, the jury's still out on him. In many ways, he's he's a really really hard worker. Like he he's in that mould of of fullback that has twenty runs a game and just tries his heart out. Yeah, like he's not an amazing ball player by any stretch of imagination. That's for him to go to the next level fantasy wise. He has to start doing that because otherwise yep. he gets these 20, 20 hit ups. But he's which is probably going to net him around about thirty points in base. But he has a few errors in him, which kind of knocks him below 30 in base the last few weeks, which is which has been a shame in a team that hasn't been performing. But hopefully with kick out back, it might, it might ignite something. Wonga Blake hasn't been, hasn't kind of been the player that people have hoped for him. Fast. In the preseason, which is <laughs> um, I just, I think my question there is, would you buy low on Dylan Edwards, Nathan Cleary, Kick out coming back from injury could still be potentially bought a little cheaper. Um, any any buy lows amongst those? Mansour you could throw in there if you want to. That's a good question. I think well, there was a trade that went down in our league just the other day when it, it was uh, Dylan Edwards for Will Hopawadi, and I think Hopawadi had just just been confirmed that Hopawadi was moving from fullback back to center. Yeah, that's an easy one. That's an easy win for Dylan Edwards for mine, just because Hopper's Hopper's output to centre is not very good. So I think that's an easy win. I'd rather the chance that Edwards and the Panthers turn it around. Yeah, I don't know. Like if, if I guess like if Hopperwadi was to play fullback, then you'd rather Hopperwadi, but easily. I, I think it was an interesting trade for that because obviously <laughs> the person trading for Hopperwadi was of the belief that Hopper would stay at fullback, and it was just a bit of smoke and mirrors, but. Um, I guess that's. I'm not overly optimistic on Edward. Put it that way. Like I, for me, I would. When the trade happened, I I did say the guy. I would have rather Hopawadi at the time. So. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's interesting how, like, if we differ on that, then I guess that kind of tells you all you need to know about it, where, how I view it with the rest of the, of the way. I wouldn't be excited. He's not a guy I'd be targeting because even if he turns it around, he's still, you know, he's a, a 35 to 70 on a good day guy, and that's just not my type of player. As for Wonga Blake, the, the talent there, but... Um, well, I'd probably be more likely to buy low on Blake than Mansour, though, because I just think that <laughs> we've seen it now. These guys inside Mansour, they're not they're not creators. One of Blake's a runner. I mean, Kikau's obviously a gun. Like he's going to off he's going to create line breaks and that, but it just doesn't get past one of Blake. He doesn't pass it very much. Yeah, it's crazy they don't utilize Mansour's skills more like when he was a gun in the past and just give him, you know, get him get him on the overlap, hit him with some early ball. I, I just, he's an underutilized talent because I'm actually a huge fan. But just like you, mate, I don't actually think there's a large sort of window for it to turn around. Yeah, so look, in terms of Bilo... Cleary. I want to know Cleary. Where, like, right now, obviously, he he's one of the obvious, you know, candidates for bust of the season up there with Ponga. But I, but <clears throat> obviously I'm saying that very prematurely. I'm not saying that'll be the end of the year. But right now, you wouldn't be excited about him in the first round. So mm. how yeah. likely is it that turns around and he averages 65? Look, I think he'll, just given the landscape of halfback, he's still going to be good. He's still going to finish the year as probably a top three half still. He's going to make that ground up and, because there's, there's guys in front of him and no world beaters. But the, the thing with training for Cleary that makes it so difficult is the fact that he's halfback only. The person that you're going to have to be in such a very specific situation to be able to make a trade like that work, where if you're someone who has Cleary and you're, you are open to trading him, you're going to be expecting a replacement halfback in return that you're going to be happy enough with. And there's just not many of them around. You'd almost you're looking at a guy who has maybe you drafted by late. Is it so you got like say you had like Cleary Morgan Mbai, that sort of combo? Mm, like if I own Cleary, mm. unless some like I wouldn't want Moses Mbai as that player. Like, no, I, think, I meant more if you had Mbai, you could have picked him up pretty late, and then like you put Morgan. You know, you know what I mean, like that that sort of style where you already have a guy you think could be a starter if you're weak oh, yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, um, yeah. That that's that's about the only scenario. So as you said, that's a very specific scenario. 
to be well, able to do that. The Jerome Hughes owner is in an interesting spot. Like you, yeah, could, Jerome yeah. Hughes owner could trade for Cleary definitely. Yeah, I, I can I can sort of side with that. But you know, if your only other option is like your you know your Luke Brooks level, uh, you know you just can't do it. No, you're not going to get well. Or, or, or Moses. Moses and Bye. No, Mitch Moses. Oh, Mitch Moses. You reckon Mitch Moses is is in that that category? No, you, no, no. You just can't. You can't if you have Mitch Moses. Like, because oh. all those other guys, like Mitch Moses and Mitch Pierce, like the confidence just isn't isn't there really. No, it's really falling away. So yeah, I get, you know, I, I would buy Long Cleary. I guess is what I'd take away from that. But but yeah, as as we say, it is very difficult. And it would be a very unique situation to be able to make it work. On to the Tigers, mate. Yeah, so the Tigers. Now, Luke Gunn has been named, which is good for owners of him. You obviously, copped that AC joint injury, and there was a bit of a word that he was, wasn't going to play this week. So, good news Good news on that front. Look, this Tigers team is a very settled side, with the um, exception of one Benji Marshall being replaced by Josh Reynolds. What do you think of Josh Reynolds now that he's back in the team for a couple of weeks? I feel he'll run away with this position, to be honest. Mm. I feel like I really think that might be might be a bit not not the end of you know the time for Bunch, but I think Josh Reynolds he'll be so energetic and chomping at the bit, and you know, yes, there's a chance he'll come out and do something stupid because he'll be so pumped up. But I feel like he'll want to make this opportunity his. I'm because of Re- Reynolds this year is eligible at hooker, isn't he? That's what I was just about to say. If he's not eligible at hooker, then I don't really want him. But if he is, if he's 5'8 hooker, then mm-hmm. I reckon he's got a bit more merit. I'm just going to look him up. I believe he is, mate. I be. I believe I, I remember that from preseason. And I think this is the thing, mate. We, I've, If you remember back a few years, when he was a regular starter at the Dogs, he was a sneaky 55 average 5'8". And nobody wanted him. He's got terrible trade value. But you could start him, and he reliably would average 55 for you for about three seasons in a row. He's somewhere between 50 and 55, making him a low-end starter. Are those days, like, is that just, you know, long gone? Will he's, Is his role different? Or is there a chance, if he starts in this side, that he'll do it again? Look, in terms of his talent, it's probably still there. He, he is dual, by the way, 5'8 hooker. Yep. So that kind of makes him interesting, which is why we'll keep talking about him. But... What worries me with Josh Reynolds is the fact that he's picked up all these injuries along the way. He's yeah. Probably, he, yep. Since he's gone to West, he hasn't played for any considerable amount of time. It's been shoulder and that related, hasn't it, I believe? Yeah. So, look, he's a low-end pickup, but at best, at best. You're not going to have to waver him, I don't think. I, I really don't think that the – he's not someone that people are, are going to be fanboys about. You can pick no. him up as a free agent. Pick him up as a free agent. The good thing about him is he's an easy drop as well come by time, even if he's going well, because people just don't want him. Nah, there's no point trying to trade for him. We'll trade him away, I should say. Alex Twal's been good. Yeah, look, Twal has been good. He's been very good, and he's locked down the starting spot there. Um, getting decent minutes too, kind of in the 50s with yep. over a point per minute. So I, I do like him. I'd yep. wave him if he was out there. Yeah, I would too. Um, that's pretty much it for the Tigers in terms of um, in terms of waivers, though. Also, Manly, Moses Suley's out, and they've replaced him with the exciting Brendan Elliott. <laughs> well, well straight-faced, mate. That's impressive. 
So that's great for Manly. I wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't really be saying too much about them. So let's move off them. South, South Sydney are interesting. Corey Allen named on the wing. Yep. Obviously, Braden Burns is is out. Gone. Without out for a while, or yeah, with a, a, a couple of injuries, it seems too. Like it's... poor bastard did his ankle as well. That's I. I really feel sorry for a guy who's poised for a breakout season that he clearly was. Um, like he forget even Supercoach, forget about that. Real life, he he put on a bit of muscle clearly, and there's a guy who was primed. So I, I really feel sorry for the lad. Yeah, that's no, pretty unlucky. So I guess that opens the door for Corey Allen. Um, he's a, he's definitely waverable in this yes. matchup against Manly. I think he is, and he could just be that. We, as you know, mate, um, having a a winger playing in a side that's likely to be you know there thereabouts each week is is pretty much always a good thing. Um, and again, it, obviously, this matchup speaks well. So, I'm going to say, if you see, you know, if you're the James Roberts owner, wink, wink, nudge, uh, <laughs> you, can, you can you can wave a Corey Allen for sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind it. I think he's obviously got the talent there to keep that spot rest of season, and if if or when Burns does return, there's absolutely no guarantees that Inglis will still be fit by then. So Yeah, yep, I agree. All right, on to the Cowboys. Uh, they're home to the Raiders on Saturday, 4.30. And for the, uh, for the Cowboys, they've actually maintained their, their side. They've, they've kept, kept um, that same back line of Martin, Nene McDonald, Kahu, Hampton, Jarvin Bowen, Jake Clifford and Michael Morgan. Which I, I, I do understand, given that they just shook it up last week, even though they didn't get the performance that they wanted. They're just a team that's struggling massively without, obviously, Tamalolo. They are struggling. It's it's insane how important he is to that side and shows you just how important a gun forward is. Yeah. Look, uh, I don't know. None of these guys overly excite me at the moment. I've got no, no one. No one in here excites me. I mean, I guess the matchup, <clears throat> um, assuming the weather is good, you know, that old Saturday evening game is usually points galore. So uh, I actually like the matchup for most of those players. Like, I would, I, I'd fire up, say, an, a Nene in this one, just as a, like a free agent pickup. But in terms of waivers, mate, I don't see anything there. No, I agree with you on that. Oh, just yeah. a quick mention to my old boy Goop, who, without JT, still has managed to cross the stripe again. So I, I've got a soft spot for the man. Yeah, you do love a bit of Gavin Cooper. Um, on to the Raiders. So they're another team that's pretty pretty much unchanged. In terms of waivers, Sam Williams is probably the only only guy out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that Nickel Clockstad, after his kind of big performance on the weekend, look, he, he may have been dropped given the start. He he didn't exactly set the world on fire weeks one and two. So if someone dropped him and he is out there. And then you know you've seen him score ninety. He's um he's a waiver claim for sure. He really is. The work rate's there, as we said earlier in the early um, weeks of the body. But other than him, I think that Sam Williams would be the only guy out there that's universally available. So what do you Can't. make of Sam Williams? I will never have Sam Williams as a waiver claim. <laughs> he's kind of he scored sixty three last week though. I will never have Sam Williams as a waiver claim. <laughs> fair call, fair call. Okay, on to the uh, the second of the Saturday games. Oh, no, sorry. It is the last Saturday game. 
Parramatta at home to the Sharks. Now, there's been a couple of changes to both teams just forced through injuries. Obviously, a pretty devastating blow for um, Dylan Brown owners with Jamin Salmon named to replace him in the side. Uh, if you were a Dylan Brown owner, do you think Salmon's worth a, worth a handcuff? Not with, not with Tyrone Roberts. I'd rather Tyrone Roberts as a free agent than Jamin Salmon. Really? Bloody hell. So, so no, no one answered to that. Interesting. I'd much rather Salmon, definitely. I just reckon he's such such a better player at this point in his career, but I'm not going to bother arguing with you because I know we'll be here all night. <laughs> also, not a matchup that I'm excited about. I think the Sharks will try to lock it down here against Para. So, yeah. So look, in terms of waiver, Bronson's Bronson Zeri or Cherry, whoever they whoever you say it, he he's the big name, isn't he? Here with with Manny Moylan out for quite a while. I think it's four to six weeks with the Hemi. Would you, what, you, so you think Zeri is actually waverable? I do. I do think he's waverable, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think he's in a prime position this week up against Takarangi. Brad. You mate, Brad. If it, Brad. Well, I guess it's, we don't really know what side he'll be on, but you're going to assume that he's just going to play where Dugan played, which would be on the right. So he's outside Sean Johnson. He's a young and up-and-coming gun. Uh, I, I like him. It, look, he's going to be against Michael Jennings by the sounds of it because I think Jennings plays left. I'm, I don't know. You're a big Takarangi fan. Does he play left or right? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you're full of it tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, dear. I'm oh, just sorry. What does what Jenko play? I'm trying to cast back. Jenko's nah, a, a, left. He's a... He's a lefty. lefty. Yeah, I was going to say. So... Yeah, so Brad on the right. Um, no, mate, I, I don't. There's no interest there for me. Like, Jerry, fine. I guess he's one of those guys. He's now got a centre spot. I just want to know how many leagues Josh Dugan might be very gettable in, slash, would he definitely been drafted in every league? Oh, there'd be plenty of leagues out there where, where people just, he's a do not draft for them. And I would be, suggest so, yeah. Yeah. He, he just has that... <laughs> that aura about him and it's well deserved. So I reckon he's probably out there in, in a handful of leagues. I'd I'm say. fine. I'm fine with a low end claim. Like, sorry, uh, either a low end claim for Dugan. Actually, what am I talking about? You claim Dugan if he's waverable because he's playing fullback and whilst he's not injured, he'll probably go okay. Um, however, potentially if you're the Dugan owner, try and sell to someone that might believe him starting at fullback is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Get up, yeah, you'd be selling him straight away. The oh, time. yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or maybe even wait wait till after this week if he does put a good score on. Wait and see. Yep. But then you'll see you're on the risk of him getting, getting injured again. Okay, on to the next game. Melbourne Storm home the Bulldog. Look, we're not going to talk about the Storm because you're pretty much going to start all Storm players in this one. Uh, the only guy that would be out there in, in some leagues would be Brady Croft because pretty much every other guy is either owned or is completely useless. Hello, uh I'll just throw, I think you might have missed one there. I think Vunavalu would be widely available in a lot of leagues and you start Vunavalu in this matchup. Yeah, yeah, good call. Fair call, fair call. Um, for the Bulldogs, though, Ugh. interesting, interesting that Jack Cogg is in there. Jerry Marshall King stays with hooker. Not, 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 not a good week to be starting Bulldogs players, I don't think. <laughs> Cured for it, injured. Has his best game as <laughs> Bulldog? Boom, injured. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> Must be fun to be a dogs fan. I legit, you know, I'm not a big dogs fan, obviously, but I, I, I feel, I do feel a bit sorry for them. That's that's so rough. Yeah, look, Reese Martin would be the only one we mentioned him last week. Yeah, probably the week before that. Oh, no, it was only last week we mentioned him, but he's um, if he didn't get picked up, which I'm sure he probably did, but he's the only one you're interested in in this team, especially this week. Yeah, I mean, Jack Hogger and Lachlan Lewis steering a side around against the Storm with Nick Meany at fullback. Whoa, yeah. that's, a, that's, a rough, that's a rough lot right there. Um, also, just as an owner, very curious to know what you think. So, Raymond Fatale and Mariner came out first two weeks super coach wise. You were loving life. Scoring points, you know, doing his thing. Has, uh, has a shocker at the back end of the last the, the week two. Uh, you know, gets dropped. Dogs come out and win. Uh, against a middle poor Tigers side. Are you holding Raymond, or is, is it time to move on already? Yeah, I think you just got to hold him. He's too good of a player, even fantasy-wise. Real life and fantasy, I think he's a good player. So I think, I think you're so well I. involved. So. That's why I'm a believer in the talent. It's just Harawira and I also like, so it's just one of those odd spots right now you just got to write out, I think. But it is a bit, a little bit frustrating that he was scapegoated. Um, you know, yes, he did throw that errant ball, but, jeez. Oh, Mm. He's, I think he's probably the least of the dog's worries. But anyway. Yeah, I agree. Okay, mate, last game of the round. Your Newcastle Knights are at home to the Dragons. Obviously, huge news as a Knights fan to you with Ponga back at fullback. Oh, oh Nelly. I like this this side right now. Ponga back there. Mason Lino interchangeable, obviously, with Connor Watson when he comes back. This is a good-looking side. Mm. And I love this- the fact that they've, got, they've finally got bloody... Gavay out of the out of the team, and and they've picked Glasby as a front rower like he should have been all along. There you go. Finally, they get it right, and you put Mitch Barnett, who's a talent in his own right, who we should definitely talk about in a moment as well. This, this is a good looking side. Yeah, I agree. So, so Barnett and and Lino, they're, they're the waiver claim guys. Yeah, Lino, do you waiver or do you think that's what them Watkins eventually? Okay, so I do think it'll be Watson's eventually. Will it be Watson's automatically? No. If Lino does come out and do some of those... Uh, I mean, when he's been a replacement at the Warriors, he's been an absolute gun, as we know, replacing um, the injury-prone SJ, lol. Uh, I, you could take a punt on a low-end claim because he could run away with the position. Yeah. Do you think he kicks goals? Ooh. Or is that still Ponga? Ooh. We, Ponga's not a natural goal kicker. We know this. Mm. I think there's also a low-end chance he takes that role as well. Because, look, if he does, if he takes the kicking and he's and he's good with it, that I, I'm a Connor Watson owner, so it kind of hurts me to, have to admit this. But far out, it couldn't have gone much worse for Connor Watson, to be honest. Like, if, if Mason Lino t- kicks well, that's the reason mm. that they need to keep him in the team. If If he kicks well... He plays well, and the Knights come out and beat the Dragons this week, and Ponga looks good again at fullback. The only thing saving Connor Watson is you've got a super sub already type in Kurt Mann, who they've obviously paid to come over. Mm. It, it might save him. That's the only thing I can see. Um, short of them going, well, stuff it, we'll just start Kurt Mann at hooker. Thing is, you watch, that they, they move Ponga back to fullback, Mason Lino goes into six. Just because Pong is back at fullback where he should have been, I bet like the you can see this storyline. The Knights win, 
all of a sudden everything's fixed at Newcastle. The team's rolling again. Oh, yeah. Mason Lino, although the win has not really been because of him per se, yep. the team is winning, they're going to keep the team the same and Lino just keeps his spot and all of a sudden it's really hard for Connor Watson to force his way back into that team, if that makes sense. like It, it does. A, a, again, what I'm, you know, it's really weird then that you've got two players who are kind of, I think Connor Watson's a better player than Kurt Mann, but, you know, Kurt Mann's been brought on as this sub that can play all positions, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Connor can also do that. So just it's just an odd how that's going to play out. Um, having said that, you can't really sell Connor Watson at the moment because he'd just be worth a bag of crisps. So you just got to you got to write it out. You can't drop yeah. him. Yeah, there's no point. So Mitch Barnett, look, I'm not, I know he's starting at lock, which is which nice. He's probably not going to see that much increase in minutes. So I know you want to make him a waiver, but he's not someone. Ah, you know? uh, he's a hard one for me, mate, because the talent, as you know, is there. Um, but, you, you know, you can't argue with what you just said. The minutes, is it likely to increase much? Not really. With, I guess the only thing is, like, is Sione Matadia, should he really be playing 80 minutes? I don't think so. But, unfortunately, that's the way it's been going for Supercoach for Barnett. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Okay, so Mason Lino is probably, yeah, he's, he's probably the main one. Yep. On to probably the, the biggest news, oh. really unfortunate news, is Gareth Widdop. Gone. Uh, I love him. Oh, it's such it's so gutting. gutting he, he, he is a great player to watch, mate. I've really enjoyed his time in Australia. Uh, if he doesn't end up playing again, so shout out to Gareth. We are we are fans on this podcast, and uh, real real just a shit way to see him go. Um, but it does make really what is the obvious for me number one overall claim of the week. I just think because of the potential there, um, mm. and now it's his spot, Matt Dufty. You really you can burn a first overall claim. Yeah, I completely agree. He's he's your kind of locked in, locked in number one claim. And just like everything you just said is one hundred percent true. Like they've now got a, a rotation there where they're not trying to fit these guys into, into four guys into three spots. They're now yeah, it's basically what they're planning on doing next year has now come to fruition this year. So yeah, you, you burn number one waiver on on Dufty. I don't know really what I'd expect from him rest of season, but he's going to have trade value or you can trade the fullback yeah. that you currently have. So, yeah, he's good. Okay, so that pretty much, um, well, I mean, it's short and sweet. I mean, I don't really, really know what else to say on Dufty. I, I know we've kind of saved him till last, but I, th- I really do think it's just that cut and dry. Straightforward, really. Um, you know, if you were trying to make an argument, elsewhere. I mean, Mason Lino could be ahead if you are like the big time believer um, and you also need a half. I could I could see people doing that um, but just going through some of our other options mate, I, in terms of potential long term, <clears throat> pardon me, long term players mm. I think he's probably it. I mean, if Dugan was out there, that's pretty much just the same pickup. Yeah. Other than other than Dufty playing season long, oh, we should also mention, mate, if Kickout somehow was dropped in shallow, like eight team leagues, there's another one. Yeah, I think we can give the listeners enough credit to not have to worry about that, though. All right, mate. Fair enough. Fair enough. What do you make of of Zach Lomax? Though he's probably the one that I'm, I think, needs to be discussed because obviously with no widow, so too goes the goal kicking. So someone's going to have to fill mm. that role. Okay, and, and obviously the Dragons haven't been, you know, that yes, they got their, got a little win, but it hasn't been electric from them to start the season either. 
No. I'm just trying to think, like, who will kick. I think... Lafay. Yeah, look, I've seen Laf- I've seen Lafay kick. He's. I don't think the only other guy I've seen kick there is Norman. Ben Hunt's not a goal kicker, so... No, it'll be Lafay on this side, I think, which is not... He's not a not a great goal kicker, so... No, I guess it just... Do you, do you stash Lomax with, with the thought that, look, he, he might find his way onto the wing in place of Ravalawa? Which, makes it makes it tough uh, in leagues that play AEs because he seems to be coming on for a very short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that's I, I like your forward thinking. Uh, just that he's not really a winger, and I just can't. Can I? Can Olafi really get dropped? I doubt it. Nah, I don't think so. I really. I, as much as Aiken was getting, you know, talked about as being dropped somehow at the start of the season, which to me is insane for the record. Um, I just can't. I can't see it. Yeah, I agree. So I guess that means that Lomax is, is just a stash. All right. So in terms of overall ranking, so we've got Dufty at number one. Yep. Look, actually, before we keep going, I'll, I'll just kind of I'll just go over a couple of guys, a skim over the ones that we think would be above Dufty if they were available or thereabouts. So kick out. You said kick out. What about... Guys like Dugan, Gillette, and Isaiah Papali'i. Oh, Gillette, Gillette for me, just because of the move to the edge and the potential, has to be has to be way up there. Um, Papali'i is say, like very similar. Possibly just because of Gillette coming back from injury, you could see how people would want Papali'i more. Um, but some somewhere in that range, those two look pretty good for me. And, and definitely kick out. He's the obvious, you know, if he's come yeah. back. You also mentioned Dugan. Um, I'm not as... Regular listeners would know, not a big fan of Dugan. However, he's going to have the right situation there to get a lot of base stats until he gets injured. So he's definitely Duffy. a waiver claim. You take Dufty over Dugan. You do. You do. You take Dufty over Dugan. But if, you know, I still think Dugan, if he's out there in a league, in a 10-team plus league, he's still definitely a waiver claim. Yeah. Okay. So Dufty, number one. Number two, <coughs> are you going Mitch Rain, um, Harris Tavita, are you going Lino, Mitch Barnett, Cartwright, um, Corey Allen? Who do you like in that rock? Just for potential and that the the goal kicking option as well. I, I I'm going to get excited about a Newcastle player. I'm going to say Lino is just because that could go spectacularly well for you. I think that's yeah. the reason I'm on board with that. Um, especially if you need a half. If you're one of those guys that lost Dylan Brown, he's probably actually your number one. Hmm. Yeah, you're probably right because he's got that halfback eligibility, which you'd be all about. And and you may need to spend a high claim because also people that would have been starting Kieran are also now struggling. So uh, I, I I quite like him as a pickup. Um, you mentioned Cardi. He's also he's is he five eighth eligible again this year or just the two RF? Always, always the Cardi party. Always is. I'm okay with him as well if you <clears throat> if you need to start him at half, but you know just be aware it'll probably be time limited. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, a lot of these guys are all the same after that. I think, like Bronson Zeri, I'm kind of high on, so I probably wouldn't mind him. But what about uh, Victor Radley? Well, yeah. I think he's waverable. I think he's mid mid waverable, especially if you are uh, lacking a hooker for any reason, because there's enough injuries in that space slash underperformers. I, I feel like he'll be with an 80 minute role. I think you're going to find. The base will go up a little bit, and he's still got the chance of the attacking stat. I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. 
right, I think I think we've kind of got a rough idea. It's it's a bit it's a bit jumbled, but we kind of we kind of leave it there for the listeners. I think um, there's there's heaps of options this week, so um, hopefully we've either confirmed your your own reasoning, or you know we've kind of made you more confused than probably what you started, <laughs> as we tend to do. Um, all right, so let's finish the show, mate, by going through some Twitter questions. Yep. Uh, the first question is from Andrew Keedy. He Andrew. Yeah, regular regular question asker and, and podcast listener. So thanks, thanks Keeds. Um, his question for us is, he's trying to cover Matt Moylan in his 5'8 position. Mm-hmm. Who would be the best uh, guys on waivers to take that spot? Oh, we, we can answer with... So, uh, just to confirm something, I'm not sure. I'm, Lino is dual, or what? where's he at? Yeah, he's, he's dual uh, halfback and 5'8". Um, yeah, dual halfback yeah. and 5'8". All right, so Lino, Lino springs to mind. Uh, I've got a, sore, a soft spot for Tyrone Roberts as well. Uh, and then I think you, you quite like Salmon. Yeah, and Cartwright, mate. Cartwright, get around it. Yeah, Cardi, Cardi, and, and Lino is pretty close to me. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll just side with Lino there. Yeah, Lino. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. Um, next one is from Baxter. He like you like us to rate the best pickup order for the following players. It's quite interesting. Okay. Just, okay. Well, I'll read you the names. Without the, the first one's very clear. The first one's Dufty. Yep. Rate, rate the next guys in order of how you'd like to have them. Yep. Brian, Brian Kelly. Yep. Adam Elliott. Corey Thompson. Yeah. Anthony Don. Brad Takarangi. Oh, geez, very close to the order they were read out in, to be honest. I'd have, depending on need, I'd have Corey Thompson ahead of Elliott. Yep. I think that would be the only change. Oh, I'd have Don above Takarangi too. Oh, sorry. Don, so Don was after Takarangi. Ta- Brad Takarangi is not an option in any capacity. No, especially against Josh Morris this week, who's known to be a good defensive centre. So, yeah, Dufty one, Kelly two. Yep. Corey Thompson three. Yep. Anthony Don four. Adam Elliott, then Brad Takarangi. Uh, yeah, I think because Don's playing the. Warriors, it's probably probably just, but I guess it's a bit hard to compare a really low end to RF and a low end CT dub. So I have absolutely no interest in Adam Elliott. I'd rather no. have, I'd rather have Takarangi. No, Adam Elliott just he's not a not going to be a high minute guy relying on attacking stats. No good. Yeah, the fact that we're talking about Adam Elliott and Brad Takarangi, <laughs> he must be a full team. Did I? I assume sixteen plus, but you know, good luck to him. Mm. Um, at NRL Physio. Oh, Mr. Seedy, hello, sir. Yes, yes. Hello, oh, Brian Seedy. Is anyone worth number one waiver claim this week? He's holding it in a 10-man league. He's currently two and one. He's eyeing off Matt Dufty. His other fullback is Rodney Tuivasa-Sheck. So he's mostly thinking Dufty just for trade value. Is it worth it or do you keep holding for the position, the waiver position? 
Well, Mr. Physio, I can say uh, yes, he is, uh, but you also got to take into account just uh, whether you're a league of traders. So if it was our, our yearly NFL league, I wouldn't bother because you guys just don't trade. Uh, but in the NRL, if you've got a league that is, is willing to at least have a crack, I think he, he very much could burn that claim just for trade value. I completely agree. And his second part of the question is, Dufty or Chanel Harris-DeVita now that he's starting because he's very short at halfback? I, I think we've already answered that. And that answer would be, Duff would be take Mason Leno if you want a halfback. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I wouldn't take um, as a as a waiver claim at all, personally. Yeah. Uh, two to go. Uh, big Gav, Greg Inglis? Question mark. Worth holding <laughs> out. Burns is out. Uh, no, uh, I. I mean, if Ingl- look, he's starting this week fine, but I think the days of Inglis being a Supercoach relevant player are well and truly gone. If by some, if if uh, Johnson was to get injured in some capacity and he moved to fullback, fire him up, but he's not a guy you'll be carrying through the buy rounds. Look, he's he's against Manly this week. He's against either Brendan Elliott or Brad Parker. <laughs> oh, you think he might be a flat track bully at this stage of his career? The question will be answered this week. If he can't do it this week, it's just, it's done. It's not he, happening. He probably would, mate. I would, as I said before, I'd fire him up, but he's not a guy you'll be holding through the buys. No. No. He's, so, look, he's a, yeah, he's a play this week and then you might reassess it and you probably move him on pretty quickly. He's a situational for CTW with a huge name. That's about mm-hmm. it, really. And the last one is from Michael Anson. He's a bit like you. He's full of injuries. He's just keenly having gone well for Michael. Mm. Braden Burns, James Roberts, Dylan Brown, <laughs> and Adam Kieran. Wow! Oh, he had a rough, rough uh, halves combo to begin with. Uh, get Mason Leno in there pronto if you got the early claim. Yeah, he's, and he sums it up well. He just says help. There's not really a help. It's just help. Yeah. Tyrone Roberts, you've, you at least you look of all the weeks for this to happen. You've got similar level replacement guys uh, there, so you've actually not picked the worst week. So just go ham at waivers, really. Yeah, the only advice would be yeah, take take your half early. Obviously, Dylan Brown and Kieran, your number one waiver claim needs to be out of your Lino's um, CHT or Harris Devita. Um, Look, if, if if everything else goes to shit, like if you've got to go down to Jack Hogger level and so be it, you, you're stuffed. But, you, yeah, you take the get, get that half and then worry about the, the centre wingers. That You can worry about them later because, like you said, there's Vunavalu and that out there. You might be able to go and get... Um, yeah, Vuni, Vuni, very good free agent pick up and play this week. Big fan. Sounds good. All right, mate, that sums us up for another week. Thanks for... Uh, Thanks for putting maths on hold to get through it, and we'll be uh, <laughs> I can still say with a high degree of certainty, I, I only just figured out what you're talking about, and you can just shove it, mate. This banter is just too strong. Bugger off. Yeah, Thank good. you. Thank you, listeners. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Catch you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 